In a global industry where anything can happen, where mistakes cost much more than dollars, we bring you expertise from around the world to ensure that everyone goes home safe every day. The internationally acclaimed Oil & Gas HSE podcast starts now with your host, Russell Stewart. Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the internationally acclaimed OGGN HSE podcast, heard in over 100 countries. If you appreciate this podcast, and we've had a lot of really nice comments and likes on LinkedIn lately, then please thank and support our sponsor, Anderson Hauser. Anderson Hauser is a global leader in measurement instrumentation services and solutions for industrial process engineering. They provide process solutions for flow measurement, level pressure, temperature, analytics, and much more, optimizing processes and efficiency, safety, and environmental impact. They serve many industries across the globe, including a focus in oil and gas, Anderson Hauser, your people for process automation. And as a matter of fact, depending upon our production schedule, you'll probably be listening to this podcast the first part of October. And that will mean that Anderson Hauser has just finished up their participation in the GPA midstream conference that was held in San Antonio the last week in September. If you're into midstream, Anderson Hauser was a a big part of, of that particular conference. They will also be a big part of the International Operating and Trade Show conference that will be held October the 4th through the 6th in Houston. And so if you are in Houston and, and you go to that conference, be sure and, and look up Anderson Hauser. And then also they will be part of the Downstream USA 2021 conference that will also be held in Houston, October the 21st and the 22nd. And we'll put a link to that particular Downstream USA 2021 show in the show notes. Then we also want to remind everybody that you can go to our OGGN website. You can check out our complete lineup of oil and gas podcasts by clicking on the find your podcast link. If you haven't clicked on this in a while, we've added several more, as Mark LaCour would say, cool selections solidifying OGGN's position as the world's leading oil and gas podcast network. And then also don't forget about, we have a very special relationship with a company here in Houston called the Canon. For those of you who are in Houston or, or if you happen to come to Houston and you need some temporary office or desk space, this is provided for at the Canon. You can mention OGGN at the front desk and you can get a free day pass. Also, the Canon has built a global virtual and physical network of various different established companies and startup companies, entrepreneurs, investors, and they've put together a partnership of these people where you can find resources and expert advice on just almost any particular situation that you have. And this is a partnership that OGGN has with the Canon. And so if you happen to be in the Houston area, or even if you're wherever you are, you can take advantage of the virtual thing that the Canon has put together. There's some, again, using Mark's words, there's some really cool resources on there. Speaking of cool, I'm very excited to have on the show today, Clive Battisby. Clive, thanks for coming on the show today. Oh, thank you, Russell, for the invitation. Well, no, I want to thank you because in going along with our theme of of everyone coming home safely, you guys have you guys are the real deal here. Clyde, you're the COO of a company called Drilling Systems. Is that correct? 
That is correct, yes. I've been working at drilling systems for pretty much most of my career, actually. My background was in computer science, and we develop and design basically simulation products for the oil field. And by simulation products, I mean training competency-based solutions. So to give your audience kind of an understanding of what it is, if you can imagine a flight simulator with the pilots, you know, in his cockpit, and we've got 3D graphics, we've got all the controls, we've got all the problems that you might have, you know, in terms of like engine burnout or sensor problems, et cetera. So the, the pilots can go through the whole gambit of operational scenarios to prove their expertise, but ultimately demonstrate their competency as a airworthy pilot. We do exactly that for the oil and gas industry. So hopefully that gives your listeners a really good, quick mind jump to exactly the sort of products we, we deliver. So we do drilling simulators. So imagine the drill crew on a land or an offshore rig sitting in the cabin drilling away. So we build all of that type of environment from a small desktop solution. So what we call like a part task trainer to a full mission, fully immersive simulator. So people will go in, shut the door and they're pretty much on their own and they're, they're drilling away. And we, again, we do that for crane operations, offshore crane operations. We do it for well intervention, whether we call tubing, wireline, snubbing, and a range of other bespoke product lines. And these are all designed really for competency assessment. So training and competency assessment. And that goes hand in hand with, you know, we want people to be safe in the workplace and to come home every day, see the family. You know, it's in the intro to every one of our shows. Okay, so I'm fascinated here because I understand the concept of the pilot simulator, you know, the cockpit simulator. In fact, my brother was friends with someone in California at the base there out of San Diego or whatever. And he was actually able to go and, you know, be in the simulator for, you know, one of those highly technical, you know, fighter pilot planes that they have and it was it was really cool but in order to in order to do that you have to actually you know you have to actually go to that base and you actually have to go into that you know in into the simulator but you mentioned desktop so you're telling me i can bring your simulator to my desktop to my office is that right that's correct i mean we've got a, we've got a number of solutions that work for you there so if i touch back many years ago we developed this it basically goes in a transportable case a ruggedized case that you can put in the back of your truck or your, your minivan, if you like, drive it around to the location, set it up, and you can do on, on-site training. Or you can have it in a classroom environment. You know, you can have multiple simulators with multiple students all working away with one instructor overseeing what's going on. I think, as we all know, in over 2020, it's been very difficult to do face-to-face training or, you know, training delivery. So we rapidly developed a cloud-based solution that allowed for remote delivery. And we work very closely with the regulators that provide the certification standard for, for the simulation systems to ensure that the, the cloud technology was suitable for remote competency assessment. And we've done tens of thousands of hours of, of utilization of our cloud-based system. So that's really allowed a lot of people to maintain their, their competency and maintain their certification so they can keep working. Well, and that's the thing. There are a number of mandatory certificates required for going offshore, right? Correct. So if we focus around a parent company, which is uh, 3T Energy Group, we're the UK's largest provider of oil and gas training. We have a, a number of on-site facilities delivering from 
the Hewitt, which is the helicopter survival, where you know it sort of gets dunked in the swimming pool and turned over, and you have to escape. Right, right. And you train for that as well as escape shoots or getting into life rafts, or you know whether it be manual handling or rope access training. So that's the sort of, if you like, the the regulatory health and safety training that's required. But to be part of the drill crew, driller, assistant driller, supervisor, you need to maintain a well control certificate. And a well control certificate is it has a number of different levels depending on your job role, and they are recertified every two years. And that's traditionally a one week training program with an examination and a simulation test. And so what you can do is is you can replicate、uh, scenarios that they would face in the field, drilling situations or well control situations, things like that. Absolutely. So you know, unfortunately, there has been a number of what we call blowouts, and you, you see those as you know major events on the news. And you know, unfortunately, there's most likely catastrophic loss of equipment, and in some cases, there's you know、uh, loss of life, which is a massive tragedy. And it always comes down to a root cause analysis of you know was it human failure, was it equipment failure, you know what was an engineering design problem, and that's what gets looked into. And then obviously, the industry itself adapts and comes out with. You know, new best practices or new training or competency standards, and then the industry adapts to evolve and bring those into line and get everybody on board with you know those issues, so we don't repeat the same mistakes again. And again, learning from the airline industry, they had a program they called crew resource management, and it was really about you know there's a pilot, co-pilot, and when the pilot says let's take off, the co-pilots you know he's in agreement that everybody knows what they're doing. The drilling industry has not really had that, and a little while back. There was quite a lot of effort put into what we call crew resource management, human factors, you know, and that's we all know many errors that occur or incidents that occur on in plant or large facilities all boil down to human error in the main. So there's obviously a big focus around that, but there's also technical error. So you have technical skills and non-technical skills. So we have a number of systems that really try and promote those with a coach. That's going on. Who's an expert in human factors, as well as having a technical expert on the the well you're going to be drilling to ensure that it's got its、uh, maximum safety. Okay, Clive. You say you you learned a lot from the airline industry. I guess they've been doing cockpit simulators forever. I guess, but this is relatively new technology in in the oil and gas industry. I would say no. It's not new technology. The oil and gas industry has always strived. For innovation and use technology, whether you know be fancy downhole sensors or special drilling motor assemblies and tractors, etc. So, I think we've always had a track record of wanting to push the boundary and reduce cost. You know, everybody wants to be a more efficient, more efficient operation, a safer operation, a faster operation. You know, and many things are always difficult to get all all those three things to align at the same time. But drilling systems itself is history. Originally started the company back in, believe it or not, 1988. But we were a very different business then. We were doing directional drilling training software, and the name sort of stuck ever since, really. And back in the late 90s, we moved into 3D simulation. But it, you know, it really was in its infancy back then, and the cost was prohibitive to many customers. You know, because back then 3D graphics were not not what we expect today. You know, in terms of the Xbox and the PlayStation, they've come a long sure. way. Sure. So. You know, back in 2015, I led a team, and we did a management buyout of the business, and that's when 3T Energy Group was formed. It was actually formed a little bit later in 2017 when we merged with our training business. So, and that's really where we started to 
power up, if you like, and, and deliver some really high quality, whether it be VR, AR, virtual reality or augmented reality systems, really just seeing what will work, what could be cost effective. And we did find a solution for a sort of a hybrid, if you like, where traditional training tends to be delivered in a training center. And that's still a large part of our customers' utilization. And, you know, it's great delivery mechanism. We all went to school and we all learned in the classroom. COVID has taught us definitely that things can be done differently. And there's certainly costs that can be driven out of that, that model. But also a modern drilling rig, or I'm taking more of an offshore drilling rig now, is crude. People are on rotation. Ideally, you, it's an ideal location to deliver the training actually on board the rig. So you're really focusing. So everybody's already had their health and safety. They've already had a well-controlled certificate. They've already had all their other training to get to that rig in the first place. But all these wells are different. Equipment's different on these different rigs. So you've got different personnel you're interacting with. So you're going to be drilling a complex well for a particular operator. And there, the idea is to do what we call well-specific drill the well on the simulator, so a DWOS, as we like to call it, exercise or a number of exercises. And what you're doing there is really honing the crew's knowledge of what they're going to be doing tomorrow, if you like. Again, like the military, they plan the exercise and then go and do it on the simulator and then turn that into the execution on the battlefield. So it's getting the team to understand all of the nuances around the well, the challenges of the well, problems around the well. Maybe there's bits of equipment they're new to, and if you like, really the tip of the spear, if this was a way to think about it, and it, you can really drive efficiency and execution of the drilling of the well and turn it into a safer operation. Hey, it's Mark LaCour, Editor-in-Chief here at OGGN. Just a quick interruption to share a few things that are going on in October. We have not one, but two industry mixers this month, one on October 7th and one on the October 21st. Just check out our social. They're always great events, and the money that you help us raise goes to fight human sex trafficking, and you get to network with oil and gas executives. We have a new show just came out, Energy Transition Podcast. Also remember, we have 14 other podcasts for your listening pleasure. And then the end of this year, we'll be full media partners for the 23rd World Petroleum Congress, December 5th through 9th. The World Petroleum Congress has not been in Houston over 30 years. So make sure you put space in your calendar. Come check us out. And then finally, join the OGGN Street Team on LinkedIn. It's our all-volunteer group that's really going places. I'll see you again next month. I think that's absolutely fascinating. You mentioned something called, you said DWAS. What is that? So that's drill the well on the simulator. And so what we're trying to do there is take the well program, so the target they're trying to achieve, the geology information that we've got, the water depth, so all the parameters of the actual drilling drilling rig as well, load that into this simulator and then allow the, the crew, by crew I mean driller, assistant driller, supervisors, company men, to actually go and execute that well in smaller sections on the simulator to experience what they're going to be doing in a couple of days time and we can we can go through the target depths so where the drilling engineers have identified perhaps a sort of lost formation or a thief zone that's in there how they're going to mitigate that how they're going to see the warning signs how they're going to know that something's happening downhole by just looking at the instrumentation so getting them prepared so as soon as they start to see a number of you know maybe the pressure starting to drop, the return flow starting to drop away. What's their first response? Because typically in all these scenarios, the first thing they do in the first few minutes can be 
positively impactful or negatively impactful to the well, as in cost. You know, they could get stuck. If they get stuck, that's a lot of lost time, downtime. Sure. That turns into millions of dollars, you know. Absolutely. And in fact, you guys have some really interesting case studies on your website. And one of them was, this was a company, I think, called Petronas. Is that right? That's right. So I don't know for all you Formula One fans out there. So Lewis Hamilton is the current driver, Formula there One you. driver for Petronas. Right, right. And you see them on the race circuit, right? So they're a Malaysian-based operator. <laughs> and we've done a, a number of projects for them now. And we were lucky enough to have this case study approved by them where we've been able to put the OTR on board a rig they were drilling in Suriname, which just is in an area that is a lot of exploration is going on. And within that field, there was many wells have been drilled by other operators with a range of well control, stuck pipe problems, you know, a lot of non-productive time or high cost to drill the well due to the incidents, you know, and it's just a difficult drilling area. But the prize is huge, you know, a lot of hydrocarbon potential. So everybody wants to get in on the action. So there we were invited, or we successfully tended and bid a, a project where we were going to put an OTR on board. So that's what we call the on-the-rig simulator. And we were going to run the DWAS, so drill the well on simulator exercise. And we were going to provide a, a human performance coach and a drilling coach on board. And they, were, they looked at the well program. We put that well program into the simulator, obviously tested the scenarios to make sure we were comfortable getting the learning outcomes that we wanted. Because at the end of the day, we want to be able to validate the exercise. Everybody will say in training, how do you know the training was successful? We've done a lot of training. We've had no incidents. We don't need any more training. Ah, oh, we start to get a lot of incidents. We need some more training. So it's a balance somewhere in between. Right. So people always want to see return on investment. So on this particular exercise, we recorded quite a lot of the data in terms of who we were going to be teaching. And the block itself was just north of Suriname. And they were going to drill to 4,800 meters. And they did expect a number of said well control and stuck pipe problems. So a complete program, composite program was put together to prepare the crew for what they would expect to see when they did start to see the, the malfunction, what we call malfunctions or the scenarios getting created on the simulator. The simulators all interacts in real time. It's a direct, what we call cause and effect simulation. So as they decide to do something on the simulator, it directly responds with their actions. So if they try and get around the problem, the simulator can respond to it. And they might be successful or might not. And within that, that particular one, we ended up having what we call best-in-class dollars per foot. So the well was drilled in drilling days per 1,000 feet was the best in all of the wells that were drilled in the area. You know, well control readiness was fed into the program. They ended up having no stuck pipe or well control problems. Quite a lot of feedback from the crews to... You know, if they've been off for six weeks, maybe been on the beach or maybe longer, you know, really good refresher for them, really good training, get to really think about what's going to be happening on the well and other things to, to take away. And as we said, you know, it was basically it would show a, a 63% improvement in the overall well program and drilling program because lessons learned on the simulator were immediately fed into the drilling program. So they actually modified their standard procedures based on perhaps some of the feedback that would come out of the simulation exercises. So it was a really good sort of experience for the crews. And, you know, from Petronas' point of view, they actually found hydrocarbons as well. So massive. good for them. <laughs> well, you know, what I think is really wonderful about this technology that, that you're describing, not only does it contribute to safety, but the efficiency is it's just a win-win. It's just a win-win on both sides because 
a lot of times those two things, you know, safety and, and what you need to do versus cost and that sort of thing. Sometimes there's some, some friction there, but these just fit together like a glove, it sounds like. That's right. I mean, it shows that we've been really successful with Petronas and other operators and Petronas have actually come back and we're doing, we've just completed a second one for Petronas now. Case study will be out as soon as they've approved it and we're about to embark on a third. In fact, this particular case study of Petronas, I'm, I've been lucky enough to be selected by the Society of Petroleum Engineers, the SPE, to present the case study and paper at the SPE comp- IEDC SPE conference in the Middle East, uh, the Middle East Drilling Conference in December. So if anybody's, any of your listeners are there and they want to come say hello to me, I'll, I'll be there. Oh, great. Now, also looking on your website, you've managed to expand this to not just drilling a new well, but there's some case study on there in some kind of plug and abandonment scenario. Is that right? That's right. I mean, that's an area that I think certainly in the UK, the United Kingdom, North Sea, there's a lot of wells that need to be abandoned that are offshore and the government regulations are they've got to go and remove a lot of that equipment and what's downhole and abandon it safely. You know, and these are wells that are drilled, I don't know, probably in the 70s and 80s. So the, probably the data set that's available for those wells is pretty sketchy. So, you know, you don't exactly know what you're going to find. And, you know, when you start pulling a, some packer or start pulling some casing, cutting the casing out, are you going to end up with hydrocarbons in the well? So, again, it's specific training. So we're going back to that well-specific training. So targeted training rather than just a health and safety type regulatory training that tends to be more general. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just this is very targeted around the operations you're going to be doing. So I think this type of training itself or competency and simulation exercises really lends itself to this sort of the bespoke nature of a lot of these wells that need to be abandoned. And we've had quite a lot of success with a company called Wellesley. They've been doing that and well expertise. So it's been it's been a really good campaign. Oh, well, this, you know, I'm fascinated by this. And I failed to mention this at the beginning. Most people can tell when they listen to me, they have a pretty good idea of where I am with my Texas accent, you know, but let's see, Clive, where are you? So I'm currently in the United Kingdom. Um, if you can imagine that I'm in the middle at the bottom, if that makes it nice and easy. So I'm very close to a, a city called Southampton, which many people might recognize it. See where the Titanic sailed from originally. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I think I may have mentioned this already, but you guys have deployed, I think, 1,200 simulators in over 60 countries around the world. So I guess you have offices, other places around around the world or here in yeah, the United I mean, States? Or? Probably that 1,200 number needs to be updated now, certainly more than that now. We just successfully completed an installation in Greece. But going back to your point about offices, we have a we actually have an office in Houston, just on the energy corridor. We also have an office in China. We have an office here in the UK, and we have an office in the Middle East. So that's as drilling systems. And then as part of the 3T Energy Group, we have a very large survival training center with indoor swimming pools and all the rope access, et cetera, in Aberdeen and in Newcastle. So it, it really services that North Sea and Southern North Sea market. Very impressive. Well, we will be sure to include your LinkedIn contact information in our show notes, also your website and some links to some of these case studies. Clive, I really appreciate you coming on the 
show today. I want to thank everyone for listening and again remind you that this podcast would not be possible if it were not for our sponsor, Anderson Hauser. Please tell them thank you for sponsoring the show by going to our OGGN Anderson Hauser website, which you can find a link to in the show notes there. You can also register for our monthly giveaway. Follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter and that contact info you can find in the show notes. Finally, you can find in the show notes my LinkedIn contact info where you can message me. Please let me know what you're enjoying about the show and suggestions for content you might like to hear. Also, if you're looking for a speaker for a conference or meeting, you can contact me about having one from our OGGN Speakers Bureau, including Mark LaCour and yours truly here. Please tune in again next week for another episode of Anderson Hauser's Oil and Gas HSE podcast, a production of the Oil and Gas Global Network. Anderson Hauser is your reliable U.S. and international-based partner for measurement, instrumentation, services, and solutions. We are your people for process automation. Please leave us a review on iTunes, like us on LinkedIn, and use all of your social networking to tell your friends about us. And we'll see you next time. Tune in next week for another engaging episode of the Oil & Gas HSE podcast, a production of the Oil & Gas Global Network. Learn more at OGGN.com.